Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Greg Jooms. He's the CEO and founder of Victor Tech. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I think what you're doing is actually really interesting and, and really cool and a much needed thing. But maybe before we kind of get into exactly what Victor is, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Yeah, so I grew up in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, it's a little lake town with about 48,000 people. So okay. it's, people say like it's not necessarily a small town, but if you go into any store, restaurant, bar, you're going to run into somebody you you know. <laughs> Got you. Now that's cool, man. So what, walk me through kind of what made you want to get into the military and what did, exactly did you do in the military? Yeah, so get, man, um, I wanted to do something fun and exciting. I was always infatuated with, you know, war movies and military things and right. wearing camo when I was a kid. My dad was like into that as well. So I was like, all right, well, this is fun. And then when I got older and I thought about other career opportunities and, uh, and nothing really like I didn't, there, there's not much going on where I'm from. Like you can do manufacturing or like industrial work or own a bar or a restaurant or be a cop or a firefighter. Or you can, I mean, there's other things too, but there wasn't a lot of exposure to those. So sure. I wanted to do the military because every, all my friends were going to college and I was like, all right, well, I want to be different. I want to do something that's meaningful and I can look back on and say, Hey, I, I accomplished something that few people have. So that's kind of what drove me to that. And then combine that with uh, the whole September 11th happening and us going into Iraq and Afghanistan, I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to do something. Sure. So, so yeah. you, you've, you did a bunch of kind of tours and a bunch of different things in the military. Walk me through exactly kind of a bunch of your different roles and responsibilities and kind of things that you, you did. Oh, sure. So... When I was in the Marine Corps, I was an infantryman. So I was the my job was what you saw on TV: the people doing patrols and searching buildings and all the direct action things, the stuff that people write books and movies about. Like that's it was exciting. And being sure. 19 years old in uh, Iraq was it was really it was I thought it was cool. Looking back on it, it's like yeah, it was exciting. But like that was there was more there was more to it than just the cool factor. Sure. Uh, but Getting out of the military in 2010, uh, I had a horrible transition period, you know, drug use and uh, drinking, divorce, couch surfing, feeling lost, isolated, not having my, my support network there. I was the first time in my adult life I was on my own when I'm used to being around a team. So it was about almost a year of, of trying to figure my, my stuff out. And I applied for a job doing force protection work in Kuwait for a, a security contracting company called Triple Canopy. So I did that for about three months, and that kind of introduced me to different roles and positions that are available within that industry. So uh, three months after I was in Kuwait, I was on a plane into Afghanistan where I was driving armored cars in Kabul. So I was working for a private company where I was taking care of the, the corporate employees and transporting them to and from different work sites. Right. And then from there, I went to another company doing um, – personal security details, uh, risk management consulting, shift supervisor, security manager, and uh, and uh, human intelligence. So 
which is really cool because sometimes we were working on work sites where there was no military. It was just, you know, six uh, security contractors from, you know, uh, the UK, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Like it was just a, a melting pot of different, um, different forces, but we're all civilians now. Sure. So that was the first time where I felt like, I mean, I, I was loving life. I was making really good money. I was riding around on, you know, private helicopters and war zones. Like it was super cool. And I was like 24 years old at the time. Uh, it, it was nuts. It was literally like I felt like an action star in my own movie because for the, for the majority, I was I was by myself a lot. And when I say by myself, I mean, it'd be myself and like 30 to 60 local Afghan nationals that I was in charge of. And I'd have like one interpreter that barely spoke English. So like half the time, I'm like trying to act out like orders to these guys to conduct security operations because there's such a language barrier where I'm like drawing pictures and like acting things out. It was um, it was pretty it was it was fun. It was fun. It was funny. It was weird. It was depressing. It was many, many emotions into like short stints of deployment. Sure. So you eventually kind of got into um, tech and the startup space. Walk me through kind of your, you know, after you're, you're done kind of doing all that stuff, you ended up working at kind of Groupon and walk me through kind of what you did there and, and what got you passionate about kind of staying in the space. So, yeah, um, I was working on a contract in Iraq in 2015 and I was dating a girl that I was with for a while and we had like a few like future plans and okay. she was never really into the whole like she's never dated anyone that's deployed or been away that long or long distance. And we were at, I was at like two months, two and a half months into that deployment. She's like, I need you to come back. Like, this is too hard for me. And I'm like, you know what? I can't do this job forever because like you don't like either you get hurt really bad you get killed or the contracts go away and you don't have any skills to fall back on because you've been doing this line of work for so long sure it's kind of like the military like you do it for so long and it's like okay shit i don't know how to do anything else so i uh i applied for it i was looking for jobs while i was in iraq and living in like a modified shipping container and i found it i was on indeed and i was like security position in chicago and groupon came up and I was like, wow, like, I love Groupon. Like, Groupon's awesome, and it's a tech startup, and they need someone like me. Like, holy smokes, this could be really great. Applied for the job. I went on LinkedIn and tried to find as many people that worked there as possible to just see what the company culture was like and what I should do to make myself a better candidate. And uh, everyone's like, dude, your resume is extremely impressive. Like, you shouldn't have a, you know, a problem. And it was like two weeks of onboarding, and and uh, I got the I got I got the offer letter, and they're like, we'd love to have you. And then my employer in Iraq held my passport. They weren't letting me leave the country. They're like, well, we can't get you out on time. Like, you know, you're gonna have to stay here because they were having issues, visa issues, getting new guys into um, into Iraq. Okay. So they get fined every time there isn't somebody filling a position by the contracted um, agency. So it'll be like, hey, you get find a thousand dollars a day that this person's not on the project. So they don't want people to be able to leave. And since it wasn't a medical emergency, they were just kind of like, yeah, we'll get around to it. But I almost missed my hiring date at Groupon because of the company messing me around. I had to get the embassy involved. It was a, it was a nightmare. But anyways, I got to Groupon and I, I liked it. I really enjoyed seeing how it works. And I was doing executive protection um, for the C-suite employees and the employees uh, within the office and then also intelligence work. So I was like investigating, um, you know, angry calls, angry emails, you know, all sorts of things just to, just to vet these potential risks. And it allowed me to like really kind of understand like how, 
how this corporate how the corporate world works and uh yeah it was it was really it was really eye-opening because i just was like a sponge i'm like wow this is so great i want to i want to do this but i want to do this in a different kind of capacity and then working with different vendors and stuff it was just really being a myself i've always been the type of person that like i want to learn i just want to learn about something that it's exciting it's fast paced and then i found a purpose in it by getting in contact with uh, bunker labs which is a veteran entrepreneur incubator here in chicago they're actually in 15 cities in the united states but they help veterans start businesses and i spoke i, I watched a panel of them speak and it was like wow um i didn't go to college or business school but you're telling me i can still start a business and like yeah we did it i'm like wow okay well yeah, like, and I started everything just started turning. I'm like, wow, what uh, what do I need to do? They're like, well, the best thing is like find a problem that other people have and then solve it for them. I was like, well, my biggest problem was getting out of the military and like feeling so lost and isolated and and abandoned almost, where I didn't I didn't know what to do with myself. There was no structure, and I didn't know where the tools and resources were for me and my demographic of people to be able to thrive because there's so many great programs out there and there's so many businesses that want to either hire veterans or support them and their spouses. Um, like, why am I not, why am I not helping people find those resources that are targeted and local to where they are and what they're looking for? So I kind of just set out on that. And two years later, um, our app is about to launch. We got approved in the app store and now we're beta testing. So congrats, man. That's uh, great. Yeah. It's really, it's really exciting how it all kind of just like comes together. And it's, I think a lot of people, not just veterans, but they expect things to happen. Like my generation expects things to happen really fast sure. because we're so, we've literally grown up with the internet and everything's like right now, right now, right now. And people, people don't realize that if you just stick with something that you just want it, you just stay with it. You just stay with it. Like anything like school, like you're learning how to play an instrument or a new language or draw a painting. Like you just stay with it and, and you will get better than the people around you that aren't training like that sure. or aren't that, that aren't building anything. And it's, it's really, it's motivating. It's really motivating. It gets me really excited. No, that's, that's great, man. So you kind of give like a quick overview of what it is, but how does it, exi- how does Victor exactly work? Like, how do I use the thing? Right. So um, Victor is designed for military veterans, active duty service members, their families, and people that they invite onto our platform that have been very important in the success of their military service. Okay. So say my my buddy that used to send me care packages or my friends that used to pick me up from the bar or used to listen to me complain or, or just vent about my service or, or whatever it was. Like those people are important to me in my success of who I am today. I want them to be a part of my community because I sh- we shouldn't be alienating, like separating like, oh, you're vets. We're only helping vets. Like, no, like you can help them and you can help other people and have a larger impact and help change the the whole like – I don't know, the barrier. So we wanted to open it up and have a bigger value prop to our paying customers, which are those large corporations that are looking to hire veterans or elevate their brand amongst their competitors within our demographic. And uh, and also to be able to attract uh, a regular customer. So like say a small business that is offering, you know, a free beer with a burger. Okay. okay. Uh, to, to verified Victor users. That's awesome. But we don't want that deal to go away. You, to be on the platform for a small business, you have to be you have to be hired. You have to offer something, whether it's a discount, a special, an event, activity, or a hiring opportunity. You have to offer something to our community because the idea is you're helping us out. We want to come and support your business or your organization. So we're incentivizing both sides of the market right. to support one another. 
Like, okay. yeah, you're a military supporter and I'll help support this business. That is also supporting the military community. Like we want to keep it all in, in house, but expand that, expand that, that, that house, so to speak. No, I, I love that. I, I think that's, that's great. So I download the app. I add, add people that I, to my community and, and mm-hmm. then, and then what I do. So right now in our MVP, we are focusing on community, which are local businesses, events, and activities. So those local businesses are not only local, they're also online businesses. Again, okay. we're, launching in, we're launching in Chicago okay? because it's the third largest city. I'm here. My network's here. There's a big military training facility like 20 miles away. And we want to be able to – if we can perfect the system here in Chicago, and, and because this is the third largest city in America, I mean, we can take this, this model and kind of recreate it. Sure. With you know, we're running very, very lean. We bootstrapped everything. We ran a successful Indiegogo campaign, raised twenty six thousand dollars on that. And that Congrats, man! Us. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've just been hitting these milestones, and it's it's crazy cool. So, again, how it helps the user in this stage? You can help. You can identify businesses in Chicago that are hiring, that have an activity, an event, whether it's a community organization like a chamber of commerce that's throwing on countless numbers of street fests. We want to put our brand on these events and these businesses and activities to get veterans and their supporters out of the house. And so we can start identifying them. We want to know how many veterans are out there, how many people want and need these products and programs and services so we can help market those those items back to our demographic. Um, in the future, we want this to be able to, when we come to scale and start launching in different cities, we want this to be able to be a transitional tool gotcha. to be able to start, you know, push notifications to the user while they're still in the military and, and using the tool to navigate their city or their installation, that they'll have a familiar tool in their transition. So they'll be able to find based on what I'm looking for in my life after service, I should be looking at relocating to city A okay. because it has X amount of businesses that are military friend, Victor friendly. And it, re- it, it replicates the community I just left. So if you left a military base and they had you know, a thousand businesses that were hiring, they're offering discounts, deals, free services, why wouldn't you want to try to find a similar city to move to to keep that, that lifestyle similar, you know? Makes sense, yeah. I, because I, it's such a like delicate period of your life where your friends are gone, they're, moved, uh, they're all moving to different places, you have to start over essentially – and a lot of people go back to their home record because that's the most familiar community. And that's not necessarily the best place to go to. Like if I would have came to Chicago right away, I probably probably would have been in a different, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this probably, but so, but anyways, like, yeah, I guess it's good that I didn't go back to my hometown, but it's, for everybody, I don't want them to have to kind of go through that where they go home and they're like, oh, well, I'm just on leave. And then a month goes by and they're like, oh crap, I have to get a job. I have to get a primary care doctor. I have to go grocery shopping. I have to pay rent. I have to get insurance. And right. it's all these things that's like it's it's overloaded. It's overwhelming. So we just want to say, hey, you can search for an insurance provider on the platform in your area that you can just go and talk to, and they'll they'll walk you through everything. If you want to find a primary care physician, we're working with medical groups that can just plug you in. Like you can find that primary care physician that is similar to you going to um, the aid station for sick call. It's like, right. okay, well, I can't just do that as a civilian. That's called the emergency room, and that's expensive. Interesting. Yeah, I, I guess, like, obviously, well, I've never been in the military, and so I and I think a lot of people, obviously, that haven't as well, really don't understand how difficult it can be to be gone for months at a time and then be, like, end that part of your life and then kind of restart just 
living in, um, you know, America day to day again, right? Like to your point, like just trying to find and set up all those kind of things that people do just sporadically kind of throughout their life as, you know, like, okay, well now I can get my driver's license and now I can get insurance for Mm -hmm. my car. Like, but when you come back, you have to do, you know, a handful of things or, or more than that, just automatically, right? It can be very overwhelming, especially if you're in a new city and you don't know where to start. And that's really why I kind of wanted to have you on the show, because I think just promoting what you're doing and hopefully it can, you know, help you guys get more users. And I also think the main reason I wanted to have you on the show is because, you know, you are a vet and just being able to share your story that and hopefully other vets, you know, could potentially do something that they want to do and inspire them to maybe do a startup as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, I had such a hard time being out of the Marine Corps. While I was in the Marine Corps towards like the end of my contract, my enlistment, it was like, I can't wait to get out of here. This sucks. This organization is like so disorganized. And then you get out and for like the next couple of years, you're like, oh my God, I miss it so much. Like there was so much structure and life was so easy. And I just had to wake up and just walk to the chow hall and eat food. And I got to do that like three times a day. And and now I have to like cook and grocery shop, like just take me back. But then I went into contracting and I was like, okay, I found a different purpose. Like in the military, you have a purpose and people tell you what that purpose is. And you get out and you have to like figure that out on your own. And that didn't work for me. And then I started, I learned I could, I learned basically just figured out talking to other people, hey, why don't you start a business? Why don't you do something on your own? And finding that new purpose, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I still talk about my military service, but I tell people what I'm doing now because I'm really excited about this new thing that I'm doing. Yeah, my military service is awesome and there's great stories and it's it's sad and, and exciting and it, it's, it's cool. But what I'm doing now, I'm really excited about and I wish more vets would just you know, focus on finding that purpose instead of just like, oh, I have to go to school because I have a GI Bill. Like, right. yeah, I do that, but like, you you need to find the thing that makes you tick. Like, I had a, one of my buddies, he's uh, from the Canadian military, called me a couple of weeks ago, and he was in a mental hospital. And he's like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I was having really bad thoughts, like really negative of hurting myself. And I'm like, well, wow, dude, tell me what's going on. And his biggest thing was, he's like, I don't feel badass anymore. I don't feel like people understand or people give a shit about it. I'm like, dude, nobody, they they don't. You can't expect somebody that has never experienced what you've done to be so empathetic about something like that. All they can do is say, hey, I'm sorry, or hey, thanks for your service. But you can't expect people to understand something that only you've experienced. Sure. And expecting them to do so is really selfish. Give them something that they can relate to. Be part of the conversation that people can understand. Sure. No, I, I, I think that's really good advice. But I, but I also think that you, you brought up something like obviously you're, with your conversation with your friend, but I also think being passionate about something and when you can, when people can see that you're passionate about that and when you're giving back in such a huge way like you're doing with Victor, that is kind of badass, right? Exactly. In and that's what I'm way. saying. Like, right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's not as cool as like, yeah, I'm still going to say throwing hand grenades like at training environments was like really, really fun. You could do it all day, but like you can't do that all day. You have to find something that fills that void throughout your life. So I think. No, keep going. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean like that. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, you're not going to be able you have to come to terms with the fact that that's over. And I think that's it's like a relationship. Imagine like having the best relationship with somebody that 
you just like it had to die and like how that felt and how you're still connected to that person or whatever and that was like the military and you just have to find that that new thing that that gives you that same feeling but it aligns with who you are today in a way i guess i don't know it's weird sure. i've been figuring some stuff out lately about why i think a certain way and why i feel a certain you know a certain way when i'm doing something with victor compared to what it used to feel like in my other career and it's just kind of eye-opening how you can just make that connection and it makes you happy sure so for people that are looking i know you kind of mentioned that you're in kind of early beta and and whatnot how can people you know actually potentially participate being a beta user or you know, find out when they're going to be able to actually download this thing and, and use it on a daily basis. Yeah. So I would say go onto our website. If, so, because we have a double sided user base. So, small businesses that are looking to, we, we built a self service portal for the okay. small businesses to be able to list their online business. They can include a discount. They have to include a discount um, in the form of a promo code, which is really easy for, for their point of sale system because it just, you include the, the link, you include the, the promo code and the link to your website in the, in your profile. People can click on it, it goes right to your website and they enter the promo code and they can, you know, shop from you. If you're a local business, you can pretty much do the same thing. Uh, you're just uploading a photo, you're, up, you're, you're selecting the categories of which your business operates in, a brief description, and then you submit it. Now, people aren't going to be able to really find it right now outside of Chicago, so I encourage as many online businesses as possible to sign up on the platform. And that's going to be through our website, through victorapp.io, and you can sign up as a business. If you're a user, um, you're, you're a veteran or a military supporter, you can. if you're a military supporter, you have to be invited by a verified veteran user. They give us five names and five email addresses that we then send the invite codes out to. That allows us to have like strict access control on who's actually on the platform. Instead of sending out a link that can be shared across the whole World Wide Web, that would kind of like destroy us. So it's very exclusive. It's for the right people, and we monitor that. So to sign up, to be able to notify when we get into your area and when we go live, because I encourage everybody to download the app as soon as we go live, because that will allow us to then engage you as we grow and start identifying which cities we should be looking at next based on our user growth. Sure. So everything is going to be through victorapp.io. You can sign up as a veteran, and that's to capture the emails and your information and your verification. And as soon as we go live, that that part of the website will strictly be a link to the app store. Right now we're on iOS. We'll be building out our Android platform and our more robust web platform after we secure this next round of funding. Well, our first round of funding, if you count Indiegogo. <laughs> sure. So you mentioned kind of earlier, you bootstrapped it. Did you did you put in your own money before you did an Indiegogo campaign? Or, or walk me through kind of the early stages of actually deciding to kind of go for this thing and how did you raise your first kind of round of money was it self-funded indiegogo a bit of both a bit of both yeah so okay. i got i got laid off from a group on september just because they you know what they were doing around the layoffs and i hadn't been there longer than the other guy so i was like okay cool and i got hit with a situation where i was like okay crap i either have to go back to iraq or afghanistan to contract or i have to i'm or i have to stick with my startup and I had just bought a house. I had just had some um, some surgery done. So like I had medical bills and like it was just the worst time to get laid off. I was like, this is horrible. Um, but yeah, I decided I'm like, all right, I'm going to, 
I'm going to do this. So I put in 25,000 of my own money, okay. which was, which was everything like that was literally like I cashed out all my you know 401k and stuff like that. Um, and said, I'm going to do this. And if I want people to give me money, I need to put in my own money just cause that's the type of person I am. Sure. Um, people say like, Hey, start a business and take, start it with other people's money. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, ideally in a perfect world. Yeah. But you have to be successful first for people to just like take a chance like that. Yep. I so yep. I was like, all right, well, I was looking into an Indiegogo campaign because I wanted to use that to allow people in the future to do their due diligence on the company and see the traction and the following that we have and sure. the success that we had without even having an app. You know, we raised $26,000 on the internet because of my network of people and the brand and the following that I had going into this. And then I also sold really hard. Like a lot of people say like, you know, it must've been easy to run a campaign. It's like, no, it's very difficult. I spent 60 days of personally raising money from people. I would reach out to them on the phone, people that I knew that had money, I would ask them to donate. I would ask them to help. I messaged people individually on my Facebook page just saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can you kick in 20 bucks? And some people did and some people didn't respond and that was, that's okay. But it was a lot of work, but it, we did it. We finished like $6,000 in the, in the last like 24 hours and that was just, it was insanely awesome. That that's great, man. And and actually, I I love that kind of story around that because you're right. A lot of people think that you put up these you know campaigns, <laughs> something, and then like money just flows in, right? And <laughs> yeah, they don't realize that how much work can go in before you even put something up, and then once it's up, how much work it goes in, right? And mm -hmm. you're right. Like you need to spend time hustling trying to get people to donate money, right? Yeah, you're like I felt like a politician half the time. I'm like calling people up and like, hey, can I count on you to donate to my campaign? They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I need help, please. <laughs> that, but that, but that's great in itself, right? And that validates the idea. <laughs> um, and I, I love the fact that you even put all the supporters right on your website. I, I think that's that's really cool of you. Well, yeah, I mean, those are our partners. Those are the people that supported us. Like, we're not going to forget about it. I, I reached out to, we we reached out to all of them, like, hey, give us a headshot, give us a profile pic so we can include your name and a picture of you and a link to a nonprofit or a charity that you want to bring visibility to. Like, I wanted them to put other businesses on my, on my website sure. to bring visibility to it just because, I don't know, it's important to show how many different walks of industries and people that support this community. Sure. No, I 100% agree with you. So I'm, I'm curious then, you you went to Bunker Labs, which you kind of mentioned as a you know, incubator and, and stuff for, for veterans, but how else did you kind of get this built? Did you end up you know, hiring a company? Do you have a, a, a team of people building all this? Or, or how are you actually getting the development done? Yes, no, good question. So I was kind of, so I went through Bunker Labs and the, the first time they invited me back as alumni uh, for this third cohort. But the first time I had nothing, I had, dude, I had nothing. I didn't have a business card, I didn't have a website. I had a, a horrible name. The, the original name was called ClickNet, C-L-I-Q-U-E-N-E-T. And after I'd pitched that name a couple of times, I'm like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> this is not rolling off the tongue very easily. Sure. So uh, I was talking to one of my mentors and he's like, dude, you need a co-founder. I'm like, I don't want to have a co-founder. I, I don't do good with relationships long term. So I'd rather have someone I can contract with. Okay. So I ended up tweeting a company called Coder Inc. They're built by Coder.com. They're a venture development firm okay. that brands themselves as being the technical co-founder. I'm like, oh, cool. So I was, uh, I tweeted them 
back in March. How did you find them? Just out of curiosity, just on Twitter or some other? Yeah, just on, it, it popped up on Twitter. Okay. Honestly, okay. it was really strange. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to use Twitter very well. I just know that I can, it's a great messaging platform to get in contact with businesses and, you know, celebrities if they ever want to retweet you or whatever. But anyways, I sent this guy a message and I was like, hey, I'm looking for a technical partner. I have an idea and I don't know what else to do. I'm not the, I'm not the technical type. So he wrote messaging back. He's like, hey, I'd love to talk to you. Let's grab a beer. And I met with him. His name was Brian Shields. And now like we've been really, really good friends since then. They've done countless amounts of work for me it let me like a lot of it was just comps i mean there's they loved the idea they wanted to be a part of it and they saw value and they see value in it and that's who's been doing the technical um development side and i brought a, a marine veteran in as a, uh, a developer on ios as well that handled some of the development um on this mvp so yeah i built a team nope. and that was that's what i'm good at that's I interesting yeah, you have to know your strengths and weaknesses. Some people are like, you should learn how to code and then build it yourself. I'm like, dude, that's not a really good idea <laughs> because, like, why would I spend the next 18 months learning how to code when I could be raising money for 18 months, hiring a full team to do it professionally the right way? And that's what I did. But, but I think that's inspiring in itself, right, that you figured out kind of the parts of the business and startup that you wanted to do the parts that you, you needed somebody else to do. And I, I also love the story that you just literally reached out to people, right? From raising money to actually finding a co uh, technical co-founder and you found a company to back you. So did you have to give up equity for them to do it? Or do you still have 100% of the company? Or did you have to give some away to, to so partners? I, yeah, yeah, no, I gave up, a, I gave up a, a little chunk. We're actually working on that uh, agreement um, today, actually. So okay. I gave up a little bit and we're working on a vesting schedule. And that's like, you don't want to just like, here's this percentage and then sure. bye. You want to make sure like, I'm giving you this, this company is valued at X, stay on for this amount of time, you get this. Sure. So you have to be smart about it and having an attorney that is well versed in it. And they're like, yeah, this is, we're just going to handle this for you. Tell us what you want. And you're like, okay, great. You have my best interests. Sure. So. so so, yeah, I gave some equity up. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I would do the same thing. So right. what do you tell kind of other vets or people kind of still in service that if, that are looking to maybe do their own startup or business? What do you kind of tell them? Ooh, be prepared. Uh, get ready to be uncomfortable. I mean, this this whole process has been extremely uncomfortable because – you're 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 having to pitch your idea to somebody who, for the most part, probably won't even understand what your idea is. You could have the the best idea in the world, and like with my idea, I have I thought it was really great, and I still think it's awesome. But in the early stages, people are like, no, I don't get it. No, I don't think it'll work. You're like, huh? What do you mean? And some of these people are like really successful, but it's they're successful in their different industries. Sure. So starting, I mean, to anybody that's wanting to start something, that you know, veterans, you're the best. You are the best people to start a business. But don't let that go to your head because there's people that, you know, get told, hey, vets are the best entrepreneurs, they're the best founders, they're resilient, persistent. And it's like, yeah, they are, but you need to have a good idea. And that, that's like first and foremost, you have to have a product or service that's solving a pain. It needs to make someone's life easier. It has to make somebody more money. Uh, it has to make them more productive. Like it has to, it has to have a, a, a reason. You know, saying like, my market is 10 people. It's like, cool, why don't you, that's not a business. That's just like, maybe you can grow it, but 
have a good idea and be prepared to like change that idea nonstop. I mean, vets are, vets are great with looking at a plan and going, all right, this is the order. We all know that as soon as we leave base, that this patrol is probably not going to happen. Like we just planned for it, but you plan, you, you're, you're trained to be able to make, to adapt. And that's what it is to be able to adapt, knowing that like, this is my left lateral limit. This is my right lateral limit. This is as far as things can go. I don't know what's going to happen in between, but I know how to counteract it, so sure. to speak. Sure. And and those are basically all, what you need in a startup, right? Because yeah. you, you have an idea of where you want to go, but getting there is probably totally different than you <laughs> Totally <expected>. different. <laughs> totally different. Like I talk to a lot of people and like they'll have this really great idea. And when you ask them, they're like, oh, that's awesome. But how does it make money? They're like, what? I'm like, well, yeah, like... <laughs> A great idea. Like, I would love to just have a drone deliver me pizza if I'm at the park. But I mean, how many people need pizza at the park? Sure. I'm like, oh, uh, it's like, yeah, cool idea. And when you make a lot of money doing something else, like you could just do that for yourself. But that's not gonna, it's not gonna make money. And I see a lot of vets end up going the the nonprofit route, and that works for a little while. But they realize that that's still a lot of work. Like, yeah, you're asking people for money, and you have a great idea, and it helps people, but it's still a lot of work. Sure. No, I 100% agree with you. So are you planning on keeping kind of Victor just in um, America, North America, or are you going to eventually try to expand kind of globally? I would love to expand globally because I know that there are other countries, you know, that are our allies and stuff that they don't have the best veteran support network okay. like we do here. Sure. So I would love to be able to roll this out to, you know, other other countries like the UK, Germany, France, Canada, sure, anywhere that I can get a foothold and people will see value in what we're doing. But for right now, I mean, our user base, our potential user base in America is over 100 million users. Wow. So, like, I'm okay with I'm okay with that. Sure. Um, and there's other products and services like we. Victor is here to help military vets first, but veterans aren't the only people that go through a transition. Like we all do. Whether you're graduating college and you realize that your liberal arts degree doesn't really apply to your to your region, like you're going to have to move, sure. Or you just you do something else, and like that's not okay. Like you put in hard work to accomplish something, it's not over yet. Like you're going to need help finding that. So we want to be able to roll that that relocation tool out for those other people, and it'll it'll look a little bit differently, but we want to be able to help get people to where they need to be geographically. And professionally and personally to be able to thrive. Sure. But we have to get the following with helping the demographic and, and the audience that I know very well. And that's it. Like at first, this is the, the idea was to help everybody. And I had a mentor um, and he's like, uh, that's a really good idea. And like, you're a good person, but like, that's going to be really, really hard. Sure. Like, oh, okay. And he's like, look at Facebook. Like Facebook started for like Ivy League schools. It was just like an internal network and then it slowly expanded 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 and now it's like literally all over the world yeah i think they said like one third of the pop the world's population uses it or something i read the other day which is like insane right yeah that's so big like that's insane yeah like think about that like that's like a religion yep very much so yeah interesting i never compared it to that but yeah that's that, that's mm -hmm. actually really interesting so you you've mentioned kind of throughout the show that you have this a mentor how did you find that person and what advice would you give people that are looking for mentors? So I've, I've had a few different mentors. Some have been in the tech space. Some have been like personal growth mentors. Uh, it was because 
for a few years when I got out of the military, I was like, I don't need anybody. I am fine. I learned everything I need to. I'm traveled. I'm cultured. And then you realize, like, you don't know shit. <laughs> You've been, like, living in this different world, and uh, you need to talk to people. And that's that's one of the things, whether it's come from asking people for money or, or for exposure or for a PR piece, it's, it's just asking. If you see someone that's really smart and you're like, wow, how did you get there? I want to do what you do. I want to make the money that you make. Can you help me? Most often than not, like I've always, I not always, but the majority of responses is, Oh yeah, of course. Like, thanks for asking. I'd love to help you. Cause people don't, people don't want to ask for things very much because it's confrontational and we're used to like technology and stuff where, I mean, I've found like great success in just asking, Hey, can you do this for me? Can you do free work for me? Like, Oh yeah, I'd love to do this. This sounds like a fun project. Oh, cool you, you'll do the designs for me for free yeah i love doing design work and if i can do it for you guys and like be a part of this absolutely interesting yeah, so I, just ask just ask i i think that's actually really good advice and and that's kind of how i've gotten a lot of things in my career as well and i think it sounds so simple but to your point so many people are scared to do it because it is confrontational right well yeah and it's showing vulnerability it's like i don't know how to do this i need help and I, I know a lot of people do have that problem and it's hard, but I've seen a lot of vets that are like, no, I'm not asking for help. Like I've done this, like I don't need help. It's like, you've done that. And that's why you need this help because you don't know how this shit works. Yeah. And that's, that's it. actually a really good way of putting it. And that's interesting. So I'm curious then you, you obviously are kind of at the beginning of like launching this whole thing. You know, you're, you're onboarding users. You got a huge amount of support from kind of, online in the community where do you kind of see this thing kind of going by by the end of the year like do you want to have android out you want to have kind of a bunch of other kind of services and and features out or or are you going to kind of let the user base kind of dictate where you're going to go so i've got um i've got a few plans and it the user growth it definitely depends on which we're gonna what we're gonna be focusing on. The, okay. But also who our paying customers are. So our revenue f- model for 2017 is to allow all small businesses and online businesses to list their products and services for free for 2017. Okay. And that that way all those businesses can sign up themselves on our online dashboard. So I don't really have to. There's no money involved. All the information will be on there. These businesses can sign up themselves for free. So we're looking for revenue coming from uh, establishing corporate partners to okay. be able to elevate their brands and their hiring initiatives and better initiatives. If they're not hiring vets, we want to know what they're doing for our community. Maybe they're donating. Maybe they're backing a, a giant nonprofit. We want them to stand out amongst their competitors, amongst our community. And that's where we're looking at um, at growing. And it's going to depend. We want to roll it into a more robust uh, hiring platform. Okay. To make it, you know, like Amazon has the one-click buy now button. Yeah. And it's like really good. Like, okay, I'll just buy this and it gets shipped like instantly. Well, we should be able to allow veterans and Victor users, not just vets, but if, if you're a supporter and you're looking for a job too, like you should be able to just see a hiring partner and to be able to see their job openings. This is with more funding coming through so we can pay for the development. But to be able to just apply for that job right away and to allow those hiring partners to be able to pull resumes off our platform that are looking for uh, certain industries because the biggest thing, one of the biggest things I found um, getting out of the military and just looking at different jobs, like there's so many different titles for like different positions. 
like there's a specialist or an engineering master specialist. You're like, what is that? Well, you just pull it. You just pull a, a die press. You're like, well, okay. So you're working. If, okay. Well, why didn't you just say that? Like I would have applied because it's general labor and it pays $25 an hour, but I didn't understand the title. Sure. Interesting. So we want to kind of make it really easy for these vets to see what these industries are and the, what these different departments are within these industry leaders. But it's just, it's all going to depend on on what the user feedback is. Maybe they don't want that, but we're going to have to find that 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 value piece that is valuable to both our paying customers for 2017 and also our user base. We need those small businesses because that's the low hanging fruit and in the incentivization for the uh, I don't even know if that's a real word actually, but to incentive <laughs> to incentivize the our users on the platform to be able to to uh, engage the local business community. No, I I think that's great, but. Sadly, Greg, we're coming to the end of the show, so maybe let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about Victor, kind of sign up, whether they're a business or uh, a vet, and uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so if you're you're looking to partner with us, if you're looking to hire more veterans, elevate your brand, get your name out there, uh, you can reach us at team at victorapp.io, or you can go straight to our website, uh, victorapp.io, and you'll be able to see all of our media, our videos, our press coverage, and you'll be able to reach out to us. If you're a veteran that you want to be on, the, you want to be on the list to be notified when we launch. Uh, you can again go to victorapp.io and sign up as a veteran. If you're a small business, uh, same thing, victorapp.io, and you'll be able to um, sign on through our business portal, and you'll be able to list your profile, and then we will end up looking through that and making sure it all checks out, and we'll verify it. Every veteran that's on our, every user that's on our platform is vetted and verified. They don't need to carry around their military ID or their DD-214. They just show you their profile, and that shows, like, they're a verified user. They're, they are who they say they are. Sure. No, well, so, no, that's great, yeah. man. Well, Greg, I really appreciate you taking the time of your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and, you know, thanks again for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we uh, finally got this worked out. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. All right, well, you have a good rest of your day, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. And keep playing the future.